Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're watching or listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about the three lessons I learned after getting scammed by a contractor recently in one of my flip properties. Well, before I get started and I share that with you, I want you to please, if you can, if you're watching me on YouTube, I want you to give us a thumbs up and like it. It really helps with the algorithms and it allows me to continue to put out content like this. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm gonna appreciate if you just left me a positive review, left me a, a positive review, tell me what you think about this contact either or, let me know what you think, give me your thoughts, um, and tell me what you learned from it or how we can together get better. Give me your ideas, okay? So this is what happened, guys. I purchased this beautiful log cabin house in, um, in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. And we went ahead and we, we're doing a lot of deals, guys. We're doing a lot, a lot, lots of deals. Um, relatively speaking, right, this year we've done 23 flips so far. So it's a big increase from what we were doing last year. It's a lot of deals, a lot of construction. We're spending a lot of money with contractors and we're building a team. So we're constantly, we, we're constantly looking for new contractors to add to our team. Anyways, we found this group, this, this, uh, this contractor, we liked them. They were licensed, they were insured. We did all, all the right things. They went on this job and they, started this job it's a beautiful lock cabin and uh, if you're watching on YouTube you'll see if not just picture if you're just listening just picture a beautiful lock cabin that we that we got right and we put into this property about fifty two thousand dollars we changed roof I mean you think everything needed to be changed changed here we called it the cat house because when you walked in there it was lady used to have it was a cat house full of cats and it smelled like crap it smelled like cats anyway so we gave the job to these guys we did everything right um, got on the insurance got the insurance all that stuff right uh, wrote the scope of work, they started the job. They did an okay job. They didn't do a, a great job. They did an okay job. Nothing that we couldn't work with, we could have kept coaching them and build them up to where we, we wanted them to get to. But what they did was they hired someone and this person that they hired was a known felon and had a warrant for his arrest in New York. This kid, what he did was he took the lockbox code and in the middle of the night, guys, he was showing my property to potential renters. So he took pictures of my house. He put it on Facebook Marketplace. He put it on Craigslist. He put it in a bunch of different places you can rent properties in. And he was showing my property at night. After they left the job, he was showing the property. 
So the one day we got a call, my VP of acquisition calls me, we got a call on our, it was a Friday night, I actually remember, so picture this, guys, get a feel for this. I'm home in my PJs, right? And I'm hanging up, we're getting construction done in our house, and I'm hanging up curtains for my wife and, and doing the honey-do list for her on a Friday night. And I got a call from my VP of acquisitions around nine o'clock at night, and he's like, hey Martin, we just got this call on our website. I thought it was a lead, so I called it back. He thought it was a, a motivated seller. He calls her back, he gets on the phone with this lady, this lady starts yelling and screaming, saying, you guys scammed me, you took $600 of my money. And um, long story short, he, I agreed to meet the lady there. I went to the property that night, changed the lockbox code. Of course, we didn't know what was going on. Changed the lockbox code. I agreed to meet the lady there the next morning with the police. I'm sorry, the next afternoon at one o'clock with the police. We met there with the police. We figured out that the person that took her money was this young guy that was working for my contractors, right? And um, so we called the contractors and the contractor's response was, I'm sorry, and they took zero responsibility. They showed zero, zero good faith. Um, so at that point, you know, this is a young, young couple contractors and I actually like them and I think they're good people. They're just not good business people. And um, we, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, you know what, this can happen to anyone. I can hire someone and make a hiring mistake. Everyone makes hiring mistakes. Two days later, I have him, by the way, I have him on another job. Two days later, I go to this property um, just to check because this property had flooded about four to five times. We had put a new sump pump and we were having some issues with the basement and it, it flooding. I go to this place this morning and um, on a Tuesday, I remember the day, it was a Tuesday before I was going to Florida to, to, a, to my mastermind. And um, I go, I see this plates, this New York plates parked in my car at 7.30 in the morning. I knock on the door, no one's answering. Uh, the lockbox is behind the screen door and the screen door is locked, I can't get in. I look inside, there's coffee cups, there's toys. I start banging on the door, lady opens the door. I tell her, who the hell are you? What are you doing in my house? Get out of my house. I go inside the house, the lady starts crying hysterically, guys. I hear babies up, I cannot make this up, guys. I hear babies upstairs start to cry. The lady starts to, sh to shake and she starts to tell me, I, I signed the lease, I have a lease, I have a lease. I'm sorry, I have a lease. And, and then I see the baby start coming down the stairs. Granted, guys, at this point, the house is fully rehabbed. My realtor is going there that same day. Right? So once you get a picture of this and get a feel for this, my wife, which is my realtor, is supposed to go there that morning to take pictures to put it on the market the next day. And um, this is what I encounter. She goes on to tell me that this person um, leased the property to her. By the way, I changed the locks on the Saturday I was there. I changed the locks, lockbox code, all that. He broke in through the basement. And um, he proceeds to tell, she proceeds to tell me he took from her 1575 times three, so whatever that is, $4,500, $4,700 or so. Everything she owned, guys. She had a U-Haul truck coming from Rochester, New York. She had transferred her job. She's a manager at Walmart. She was gonna go to Walmart and, and that morning. What a crap show, right? Anyways, immediately I pick up the phone, I tell my project manager, call these, call the contractors, they're exposing me, my investors, my team, all of us, fire them, fire them immediately, they're off the job immediately. And um, they, 
accepted zero responsibility. They didn't understand why I was letting them go. They couldn't understand that um, it was their hiring decision that caused all this grief. I wind up, by the way, I wind up paying for a hotel for this lady to stay in. I couldn't put this lady out in the streets with her babies. She didn't even have money for her ga for gas. I had to fill up her gas tank. It's just out of integrity for me to do that. But anyways, I'm not, I'm not here to share with you that stuff. I just want to share the whole, I want to give you the context of this story. So, some of you may be looking or hearing this and thinking, well, Martin, that screwed up. That is crazy. I cannot make this stuff up, right? And I'm going to tell you that it actually is a very good, I had some really good lessons. See, most new investors, if you were a new investor and this happened to you and you didn't have the right mindset, this is one of those things that can put you out. This is one of those things that will put someone that's not ready right to be an investor that's not really mentally prepared this is why i always talk about mindset if you're not mentally ready for for if you don't have a strong mindset you don't have the right mindset and you don't look for the opportunities right you lose so napoleon hill says in think and grow rich and every adversity lies in equal to or better than opportunity and lies in equal to or better than opportunity this was an adversity, obviously. I had someone living in my house with a bunch of babies right before Thanksgiving, two weeks before, th or a week before Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, and I squatting in my house and I have to put her out, right? So, what did I learn, guys? What did I learn? So there were three, three main things I learned here that I wanna share with you, right? Three main things, because I sat down, my, my team and I sat down and we said, okay, what did we learn? How can we get better? How can we avoid this from happening again? Right. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened where we are because with the contractors, the, uh, we're having some challenges in terms of, of, of what we're going to do with them in terms of what they claim I owe them and what I actually owe them. Right. Um, so there are three lessons I learned here, guys. The first lesson I learned here about dealing with contractors, and, and, and one can argue that, hey, it wasn't their, it wasn't their argument, the contractor's argument is, it wasn't their fault. Well, it absolutely is their fault. You, it's your, it's, it is the contractor's, in my opinion, from my perspective, it is a contractor's job to pay attention to who they're putting and adding in their business. It is not my job or my business to hire your people for you, right? So you do that. That's your job. I'm hiring you as a GC to do the job, and um, it is your job to protect my property and make sure that things like this don't happen. And listen, things like this will could happen and obviously will happen. It happened to me. But the point is, how are you or how is that contractor accepting responsibility and being accountable for what happened? There's two things that I can deal with personally when I'm hiring someone, right? I always tell my team, my people, hey, listen, I can, I can, if you make a mistake, the most important thing for in my business is be accountable. You made a mistake, own it, say, hey, I made a mistake, this is on me, I'm gonna fix it, I'm gonna make it better, right? What can I do to make it better? That person's coachable. And the other thing is, um, to work with me is culture, right? I don't need people gossiping. Any the culture, the culture of my company, integrity, innovation, leadership, working hard work, the 20 mile march. I mean, the, the culture of my company, personal development, growing. Like these are the things that um, I, I will. I, if you don't fit those two things, my culture and, and and accountability, you can't work. You can't work with me. And that's subcontractors. That's that doesn't matter. You cannot be a part of our company. So, 
The first thing I learned, guys, is do a background check, right? So, so after we sat down, we, we, we said, hey, how can we avoid this from happening to us in the future? This ain't gonna take us out. Obviously, we're gonna keep growing, we're gonna keep scaling. But what's the first thing we learned is we learned, hey, we're gonna do background checks, right, on, G, on the GCs. We're gonna take copies of their driver's license. Um, in addition to that, we're gonna be adding our, in addition to we were already doing this, is adding ourselves as a company to their insurance, as an additional insurance. But one thing that we're gonna start doing that's a big one is we're gonna start having them sign a mechanics lien waiver right up front, right? We do a lot of business and we keep our contractors really busy. And if I can sell, not if, I will sell the idea to them that they have to sign a mechanics lien waiver up front. And a mechanics lien waiver basically states that you, you um, give up the right to put a mechanics lien on my property after the final payment is made um, on the property or if you are terminated for whatever reason of the job, you give up the right to uh, put a mechanics lien waiver on it. So that's number one. So we're gonna get tighter up front with our due diligence with our contractors. Number two is we decided we're gonna start using technology to manage the job sites, right? We're gonna start, start using technology to manage job sites. This is one that I've been, we've been toying around with for a while and thinking about, hey, how can we make this work? And um, uh, our admin, I put, I tasked my team to, to, to look into this. We found something called Ring Job Site Security, and it's like those ring cameras, and what it is is, is for job sites, right? And, um, it has cameras, right? So we have cameras and we don't need necessarily Wi-Fi and I don't have to hook it up. There's a way that the system, whatever, we pay a monthly fee and it records and it has cameras and it notifies us when someone's on the property. So that's one thing. Another thing we're gonna be adding. The other thing is we're gonna put smart lock boxes. I didn't know that there were smart lock boxes, but this, this causes us to, to look and get better, right? We're gonna create smart lock boxes where we can remotely, remotely change codes and assign codes to different people, right? And, it, and our system tells us when someone or who's used that code at what time, when, and where, right? That's number two. So number one is we're gonna do background checks. We're gonna get tighter on our, on our, on our, on our initial, on our initial uh, when we bring a contractor on. Number two is we're gonna start using technology. And number three is probably the most important lesson I got. And the most important thing, how we're gonna get better from, from this adversity and is tighten up our contracts to include language that, um, that cites if the contractor hires a sub or anyone that commits a criminal, a criminal activity on my property, right, it automatically is grounds for termination and any balances due are forfeited and they're off the job without pay. And those are the three things that we are going to be implementing after this lesson. So, guys, I share this with you because um, many people could look at this and they can fold because of this, right? How can we get better, right? My mindset around the situation was, okay, this happened, it sucked, it absolutely sucked. By the way, I'm still in touch with the lady with the five kids. Uh, she thanked me, you know, she, she was just super thankful that I, that I paid for a hotel. I didn't have to do that. Uh, she was super thankful for that. I may even have a, she's qualified too. The irony of it is that she is a qualified tenant. 
and um, where we having an apartment right now, and we might actually wind up putting her in that apartment close walking distance to the Walmart that she actually transferred to because she couldn't transfer back. Walmart doesn't allow you to transfer after you request a transfer, uh, allow you to transfer back. You have to wait six or 12 months, she said. So um, it just happens that we have a property and uh, my wife and I have decided that, hey, we're going we're gonna to help the lady out and we're going to put her in that property and we're going to probably charge a little bit less so that um, they can work for her and her family. She was a sweet lady, it wasn't her fault. Of course, she's got a qualified above the surface. It looked like she qualifies income-wise and stuff like that. But we're gonna put it through our process and make sure that she does qualify. But the point is, guys, the how are you looking? How are you looking when adversity is happening in your life? What, are your, what is your mindset? Are you looking for the opportunities? Are you thinking like Napoleon Hill um, taught us in Think and Grow Rich? Are you using adversities to get better? Are you looking for the opportunities to get better? Here's my opportunity. My opportunity is right here, guys. I got three new lessons, right? I got three, three things that I'm gonna do to get better and my business can be more effective, more efficient, and this won't happen again. Guys, I really, really appreciate you guys. If you guys like this content and you guys like what I'm giving you, give us a thumbs up, give us a positive review, and as usual, um, give us a five star and as usual if you're looking to invest passively in any deals um, we just took down a fit we're, we're about to take down a 57 unit and we just raised a bunch of capital in four days we raised all the capital we needed for that if you're looking to um, invest passively in real estate with someone like me um, you could just go to you could go to my website you could go to Strasbourg REI and go to the partner with us or you can go to Premier Rich Capital and partner with us there and get some information on that all right guys guys i really appreciate you guys watching again or uh, and listening give us a thumbs up give us some positive reviews if you if you took anything if you picked anything up i'd love to learn from you if there's any strategies that you would do differently or that you would advise me to do differently in my business guys please i am so open to that give them to me let me know what you think drop them in the comments love you guys peace out man Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.